Joshua chapter 9. We ended yesterday's episode at verse 20, where the group of people knew that Joshua was going to kill everybody in the land. We read in Deuteronomy where God told him to. So don't think Joshua was mean and hateful. Joshua was obedient. It just doesn't seem that he should have killed all those people. But I always equate Joshua in the land with us in Christ. Because we have enemies, and the enemies are us. We have the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we're to be strong and have good courage to fight our enemies as we journey from victory as a Christian. And I believe that we're to take care of ourselves and just like God told Joshua, people that don't live in the land, leave them alone. Don't bother them. Just kill all the enemies. And we're to leave people alone that aren't interested in Christianity. We're to be available to share with them and, and be kind to them and answer any questions they have. But leave them alone. And that's what he told Joshua, and that's what he did. And in verse 22, Joshua called him and he said, why did you do this? I'm just going to paraphrase through this. Why did you do this? You said you lived among us, that you were lived afar, but you live among us. Now you're cursed. You see, God will curse you if you lie to his people. And they were cursed, and they were going to become slaves of, of the Israelites. And then they answered Joshua, here's the reason. They said, it was told by your servants that the Lord commanded his servant Moses to give you the land and destroy all the inhabitants before you. Therefore, we were afraid and we did this thing to save our skin. You know, a lot of times we're tempted to lie so that we can benefit. That's never a good thing. And then they said, now we are in your hand. As it seems good and right unto you to do unto us, do. So did he unto them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel, that they slew them not. Joshua said, we made an oath. We swore that we would not kill them. Before we found out, they were lying to us. But that doesn't matter. Our oath is our bond. Our oath is our word. So there are two things I get out of this chapter before we proceed to chapter 10. Never be deceitful. God is able to take care of you. Deceit is so deadly. I remember when Sam and I started studying to be counselors to people. Dr. Brandt, Sam asked him, what's the one thing we'll come in contact with the most? Without any hesitation, Henry said, deceit. Well, we never dreamed that he would say that. We thought he'd say adultery and murder and fornication and anger. He said deceit. So we just sort of put it in the back of our mind. And then we start counseling with people. And we've had couples come in and sit in our house. And the wife would say something. And the husband would look at her and say, I didn't know that. I never knew you felt that way. And then the husband would say something, and the wife would say, well, you never told me that that's how you felt. 
And more and more we began to see Henry Brandt was right. What a godly man he was. He was right. And it's a deadly game to play, to be deceitful with others. And the second truth I want us to get out of this chapter is, if you make a promise to somebody, it's called an oath in the Old Testament, then keep your word. Let your word be your bond. I think it's unbelievable how people are not responsible these days for what they say. When I was a little girl 80 years ago, I remember my dad, his word was his bond. He didn't have to go to a lawyer and sign a paper. If he told somebody he would do something, he just did it. And that's the way I was raised. And so the two things out of chapter 9, don't be deceitful. If telling the truth hurts, just keep quiet. But if you have to speak, be honest and keep your word. Now, Joshua made them that day hewers of wood, drawers of water for the altar and for the altar of the Lord, even till this day, in the place where he should choose. So they were slaves. Now, that brings to my mind another verse. Romans, all things work together for good to those that love God that are called according to his purpose. The Israelites were called according to God's purpose. God gave them the land. They were to go and fight from victory. We fight from victory. And God used these lying, deceitful people to serve his chosen ones. And now chapter 10. I'm not sure I can pronounce a lot of these words, so forgive me. It came to pass when Adonazadezek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had taken Ai and destroyed it, Jerusalem, um, Jericho and her king, he had destroyed all them, that Gibeon had made peace with Israel and was among them. They feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city as one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, all the men thereof were mighty. You see what happened? The men of Gibeon were the ones that lied. Now they had joined with Israel. They were mighty men of valor. They were slaves and bondsmen to Israel. So there are five kings that when they knew this, they got afraid. Now verse Three mentions all those kings. I can't pronounce those names. And I'm not going to try. You can go read it. Chapter 10, verse 3. They said, Come to me and help me that we may smite Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Five kings that live in the land. They know Israel's after them. But now they've been joined by these mighty men. So then we have them mentioned again, the, the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lashish, the king of Eglon, gathered together. They went up and all their host and encamped before Gibeon and made war against him. The men of Gibeon said unto Joshua, 
Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up quick, save us. Help us, for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. Oh my goodness. Now they've really got trouble. They got five kings coming after them because they kept their word with Gibeon. So Joshua came down from Gilgal, he and all the people of war, all the mighty men. And the Lord said unto Joshua what he said in the very first. Don't be afraid of them. I've delivered them into your hand. There won't be a man of them standing before you. Five against one. Don't worry about it. I've got it. I've got this. I keep reminding myself as we're in the middle of this mess with the virus and the shutdown so that I don't get depressed and anxious. I have to remember God's got it. Don't worry. He knows what's happening. He has a plan and he's going to fulfill it and he's going to accomplish it. So verse 9 of chapter 10, Joshua came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. It took him all night. He walked all night. The Lord discomforted them before Israel. He slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon. He chased them all away to Beth Haran and smote them. And it came to pass that they fled from before Israel. God's after them and they're running away they were in the going down to beth Horon, that the lord cast their great stones from heaven upon them and they died there were more that died with the hailstones than they whom the children of israel slew with the sword giant hailstorm a hail storm came giant pieces of hail what does that remind you of it should remind you that in, in the Revelation, there'll be a huge hailstorm. And you know, I'm just amazed at what hail does. Even small pieces of hail can destroy a car. I've seen cars that were damaged with hail. It did it here, and he's going to do it again. More of them died from the hail. And then spoke Joshua to, the Lord, Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, listen to this, Joshua in front of all his men, he didn't go in his room and close the door. He stood before them and he said, son, Stand still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ashelon. He had the faith in God to stand before those men and command that the sun stand still. What faith? I would think that would be so absurd that he would want to go hide because the sun, you can control the sun. Now that never happened before. It's never happened again. But that's what he said. Now the sun stood still in verse 13. 
You say, well, how could that be? I don't know. I don't know what makes the sun come up every morning and go down every night. I don't know what makes the star in my backyard stay in the same place. But on a pretty night, I go out about 7.30, and I sit on my back patio, and I take my music, and I play the music until I wait for that star. It is so bright. It truly is like a diamond in the sky. And it appears at the same place between two branches on a tree in my backyard. And when, when the sun goes down and the sky gets dark, suddenly that little star twinkles. And it's always in the same place. And I sit there and I, I see that star and I say, God, I cannot believe it. That star is always there. Every night when I come out here. So how did the sun stand still? God answered Joshua's prayer. Why did Joshua want it to stand still? Because he needed time. He needed time to fulfill the command that God gave Moses, that Moses gave Joshua. He needed a longer day. And God granted it. The moon stayed still until... You know what that word means? A point in time. Until means a point in time when something happened. The people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jehoshaphat? So the sun, I don't know what that book is. The sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Remember when we started? God said, I have given you this land. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not. Be obedient. Do what I tell you. Put your faith in me and go forward. That's God's message to me this day. Sunday, April the 19th. In the midst of quarantine, there's much controversy today. If you haven't heard, you will, over what has happened. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is the information accurate? Is the information false? Is it political? What is it? There's a lot of confusion. On this Sunday afternoon, those of you that listen to this this podcast, don't be confused. Don't be afraid. Be strong. Be courageous. Fear not. God is in control. Be still and watch Him work. Stay well. Stay safe. And always trust in God alone. Thank you for listening. 
Share this with others, and God bless you.